This is an RNZ podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Money with me, Mary Holm. Thanks for taking just a few minutes to listen in while Jesse Mulligan and I talk through some useful ideas about how to make your money work better for you. Just remember though, this is guidance. Final decisions are up to you. Over to Jesse. Let's go to Mary Holm, personal finance experts, who joins me now. Hello. Hello, Jess. Hi. We're here now. Good day. <laughs> You've been busy this morning. Yes, I've been at the Westpac Massey Fin Ed Centre conference mm. about financial literacy, and I saw they had a whole list of papers that looked pretty interesting, so I sat in on three of them. Um, one in particular was really interesting about payday lending, yeah. but can I just quickly tell you there were a couple of really key points from two other papers that I thought were worth discussing yes, a little please. bit. One was um, an Australian expert talking about uh, teaching financial literacy in schools, and everybody always, all the time, says we should teach more financial literacy in schools, but... One of the things she pointed out, and, and I've heard this before, is that quite a lot of research suggests it's not doing very much good. Mm. A lot of the teaching that's going on in Australia, they seem to have some pretty fancy education programs, and, they, and I've heard in America the same sort of thing, that mm. it's not doing much good. And, in fact, financial literacy has been going down in one, um, in one piece of research in Australia. And the thing that... There's sort of these researchers are zeroing in now is is that that she says people experience money in different ways, and the people the kids who most need financial education because they're not getting it so much from their home because that's obviously another place where kids yeah. learn about money um the kids that are not getting it from their homes are not being taught it very well in school and she said for example. Um, there should be more information given on how to get government support in, in some parts of the community, how to make complaints if you've got financial stuff going wrong, mm. this, that sort of stuff that she said one size just doesn't fit all right. and we need to be broader in the messages. Not, not enough to know how compound interest works. You need some of the more kind of practical grappling hooks. Yeah, Particularly, yes. I would say, I'm just going off on a limb here, but... You know, it seems to me that a lot of the um, people offering loans actually make it their business to make it a little bit confusing for Look, you. Look, I think you're absolutely right. And, and a lot of financial products, yeah, as well, don't... It's not in their interest sometimes to make it clear because things are often riskier than than they at first seem. So you know, there's a way to go on this financial education stuff, which is certainly happening a lot more and I know that everyone's you know in the industry is aware of these problems, but yeah, yeah there's there's a fair way to go. And then there was another paper that was a couple of Massey lecturers talking about what they call self-efficacy, which and I didn't know what that meant, but I learnt mm. um, that they're, they're basically the way they explained it is people's feeling that what they do, their actions and their efforts actually make a difference in their life. <laughs> and apparently there's a wide range of that, you know, pe- from people who feel quite convinced that they can make changes in their life and make things better, to people who just feel like whatever they do, things going to go wrong anyway and they've got no control over it much. And their research suggests that that is 
much more, they were looking at net worth, which is not people's incomes, but their assets minus their liabilities. So mm-hmm. their, their home and their investments and savings minus any debts they've got, which is a basic message of how wealthy people are. And they found that there was possibly a closer correlation between whether people had this self-efficacy thing um, and their net worth than there was between, say, their financial literacy and their net worth. So it's not all about what people know. It's also about how they feel about what they can do in their lives and whether they feel like they can make things better for themselves. Um, And then, of course, the question arises as to what we can do for people who have got a low self-efficacy who, who don't mm. really feel they can make a difference in their own lives. And well, was it? Can I ask? Was it easy to follow? Because it sounds quite sort of acad- on was, the academic was, side. Yes, it was an academic paper. It was. Yeah. Yes, yes. But I, I just thought the overall message was yeah. really interesting because we keep on thinking we just need to get people knowing more. Yeah. But it's partly their approach to life, really. It seems. And so the next question that arises is how can we help people who have got low self-efficacy? And they said. That's just a new topic, really, that, that some research is happening, in, but it's, and they've got a better chance of changing it for young people, which is what you would expect, mm. really. So so perhaps what that leads to is, is not just in schools teaching the kids financial stuff, but also trying to help change their attitudes about what they can do to make their own lives better. Yeah. It's just, it's, you know, an interesting topic, for us to all to be pondering, really, and, and, and yeah. as you point out, it's it's um, no use just sort of going back to these hackneyed. Oh, we should be doing more of this in schools. You got to work yes. out how to do it effectively. Yeah, in a way that really, in a way that really changes really people's helps, lives. Yeah. Especially helps the kids. You know, we all see it all the time that if the parents are quite well educated and got their own own money act together, the kids tend to have too. Um, so we really want to be helping the ones who don't. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and, and we, you know, we want to make sure that people are mobile, right? E- yes, absolutely. Mobile. Mm. Yes, which you know, in America, they've always been proud of being mobile, and certainly they are more than say in England, mm. or traditionally that's been the case. And I think New Zealand, New Zealand's still pretty good in that in that children of poor people can do pretty well for themselves, but nonetheless, there's still some stickiness in there yeah. at times, isn't there? Yeah, it's interesting stuff. And to um, the uh, the uh, seminar given by a certain Victoria Stace of Victoria University, yes. Wellington, payday lenders, friend or foe. Yeah, she's a, a law lecturer at, at Vic, and she's been working with FinCap, which is the organisation in New Zealand that does free budget advice for for anyone in New Zealand who gets into financial trouble. And they've been they've been pushing to get an interest rate cap in New Zealand and they finally won a victory on this yeah. with, with with Victoria's help. Um, so just a little bit of background about what's been happening. The payday lenders, there are apparently more than 30 providers in New Zealand of this sort of loan and there'll be quite a few listeners who don't even know you know, much about them at all or perhaps even don't know what they are. They basically lend money over a very short period. The the idea is that your payday's coming up perhaps 10 days from now and you need some money until then. And and when you get your pay, you can pay back the loan. Yeah. And... um, I was in Australia recently, by the way, and... um 
went through a shopping mall and it, it seemed to be everywhere. Is that your phone, Mary? Did it? No. You should right. have left your phone off. I've turned my phone off. Okay, maybe yeah. it's mine. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it seemed to be everywhere, this this idea that you could go into a shop, a slightly different system, I think, but um, yes. the same sort of idea that you could just yes. take whatever you wanted. And, and pay later. Mm. That was that was brought up briefly at the end of this, and that's a whole other area, the, the pay later right. system, whereas which which the regulators are probably going to be looking into mm. next. But what's happening with the payday lenders is they charge interest on a sort of daily basis and apparently if you pay the loan back in a week or, or whatever, then while it's a very high interest rate of up to 800% a year is what it calculates for, but over a few days or a week, it's not that much more money. Like someone might borrow $100 and end up paying back 115 or something. Now, that's mm. a huge, big interest rate. But, you know, for them, they need the 100 bucks. They're going to pay back 115 They just do it. And, and there's a lot of people out there. The trouble is, the big problem with it is not so much people who really can pay it back. And, and in fact... The websites, the advice says you mustn't get into this unless you really are absolutely sure you can pay the money back. Um, the trouble is people get desperate. You know, they can't feed their children or whatever and they just, let's just grab grab some money today and we'll worry about it later. And that's when loans end up being, you know, people end up paying back four or five times what they, what they borrowed. It, it's quite horrific. Um, but... What's what's been proposed already some months back? Uh, the Chris Farfoy etc. announced that the government's going to um, to set a rule where the interest and fees over the life of a loan can't total more than the loan itself. So if you borrow $100, the interest and fees can't total more than another 100. So you'd be paying back 200, including the fees. They had to add an extra provision in there, actually, because, and, and make it only for people who are charging high interest rates and short-term loans, because a lot of mortgages are like that. <laughs> uh, and they said, oh, help. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. um, especially these days with mortgage interest rates as low as they are, mm. that doesn't happen quite so much. But it can with a 30-year loan. Mm. And certainly when the interest rates go back up again, which they will, you know, if they're up sort of 5, 8, 10 sort of percent, then people quite often end up mm. paying back way more than twice as much as they yeah. borrowed. So, and the government's obviously not trying to stop mortgage lending, but it is trying to stop the short-term thing where people borrow $100 and end up paying back 300 a year later, you know. Um so that rule, so that rule is, was coming in, in in a bill that's before Parliament was that they the, they couldn't charge more than the total of the loan. Mm. Uh, but this new piece that got added in September, Farfoy announced that they're going to add another daily interest rate cap of zero point eight percent a day, which is still pretty high because that's per day you know so that compounds pretty darn fast yeah. but currently that some of the loans out there are 1.5 percent a day and so they've, they've got the cap at 0.8 percent a day so that at least curbs curbs the rate somewhat and that that bill is expected to be passed probably by the end of this year mm -hmm. and come into effect next 
March. Oh, hopefully it'll make so, a real difference for the people who need it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, but some of the things that, that Victoria Stace said, um, she said... There's been the lenders, the payday lenders have come in and opposed all of this and said uh, hardly anyone actually runs up huge bad debts and big long debts. They do pay back these these short term loans, but the research shows that's not true. That a lot of and, and the budget advisors around the country are reporting back that no, there's a lot of people that get mm. caught up in this this horrible web. Um, Another worry that's been expressed is that if, if some of these payday lenders go out of business, and the suggestion is that they probably will, other countries, UK and Australia in particular, they looked at, but most of the countries in the world, they put a big map of the world up and showed them, most of the countries in the world have caps on lending rates. And New Zealand's been way behind on that. And other countries... As in when they bring in caps, yes. they dis- these lenders disappear? They, some of them disappear. Yeah, yeah the... The unknown question is how much sort of underground lending then happens, uh, mm-hmm. illegal underground yeah. lending. People get desperate. Yeah. And the payday lenders aren't going to want to take on such risky people if they can't charge very high mm-hmm. rates to cover the costs of chasing yeah. these people down. And so um, the research suggests there hasn't been too much illegal lending, although there was a South African woman at the conference who raised her hand and said, oh, look, in South Africa there has been quite a lot of illegal stuff going on and um, the response from the New Zealand people was, well, the budget advisors are going to hear about that. People get into big trouble. They're going to end up with a budget advisor and they can tell the budget advisor that they've been seriously ripped off Mm. and then the budget advisor can get action taken. And the South African woman said, well... Maybe not. Maybe they won't go to a budget advisor because this is their only source of money if they're really desperate and they've mm. got a terrible credit record, etc. Um, so it's not as if this is there's an easy fix here. You know, people who desperately need money and can't feed the kids, that kind of thing, are if if we've lowered the returns that the that the providers of these loans can get they are going to tend to turn down the really desperate people. The best answer is for, there are some, I understand, in New Zealand sort of charities set up to give low-interest loans to people who are really desperate. Um, But they, in turn, don't want to take on people that just are never going to be able to pay them back, you know. And so that's where maybe the government's got to step in. The government does sometimes give money to beneficiaries and others who are in deep, deep trouble or or lends it to them. Yes, yeah. Um, So, you know, it's it's all hard to know exactly what's really happening out there. And you can point to something and say, well, that's not right, but whether your solution is going to be what's required Mm. to fix it or not is a separate question. That's right. right. I mean, regulation isn't a panacea. Mm. But... Having said all of that, there's got to be some payday lenders out there who, because of these changes in rules, will just simply lower their interest rates and still lend mm-hmm. to Joe Bloggs. And so Joe won't won't mm-hmm. have to pay quite as much without, back without as gouging. he did before. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So all in all, I think it was it's good news. And we, we've got to... Um, and, you know, hopefully some of these people just go out of business and go and do something else for a living and... Uh, there won't be so many people being being treated so horribly. There's, yeah, yeah.
Mary, did you have a birthday last week? Um, uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not going to answer that on the grounds I might incriminate myself. How do you know that? I don't know, just asking. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to answer speaking you of don't birthdays, to. Speaking of birthdays, though, um, um, Victoria Stace did tell the story of a woman who, um, a Gisborne solo mother who came down to talk to the select committee having a look at these proposed changes, and she had borrowed $400 for birthday presents for her children because she desperately wanted, and she felt that she would be able to pay it back because things were going to get better. She knew they were, but they didn't get better. And so she found herself in big trouble and in the end a debt collector got involved and she's still paying it back a year later, etc. But right on top of all of that, she's struggling to pay it back and the lender sends her an email that says, Happy birthday, Sarah. How, do you want to take out another loan to uh, buy yourself a birthday present? Oh Such predatory behaviour. It's... It's okay. horrible. Well, I'm afraid to yeah. say if you did have a birthday last week, I didn't go into any debt buying you a present, Mary. Didn't you, But Jessie? we appreciate your ongoing contributions to RNZ. Thank you. Very good. Thank 